What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode. Oh, shit. I didn't look at what episode number it was. It's been almost a year. 13. Episode 14 of Pixel Beast. I am your host, Jake. And today we are doing a solo session, mainly because. Um, I, this is just off the cuff. You know, I haven't done this in about an hour or an hour, <laughs> almost a year. Uh, just had a lot of stuff going on and uh, I didn't really feel like playing any video games today. And I'm like, man, I just I just want to talk. And so I don't have anything planned. I don't have uh, any any uh, any guests. It's just it's just me. I've been listening to a lot of Bill Burr's Monday morning podcast and uh, <laughs> I'm like, well, shit. If he can make a podcast for however long he's been doing it and talk to, uh, basically just talk to himself the entire time, why can't I? Um, you know, I'm not near as uh, creatively uh, vocal as he is, but hey, you know, a lot can happen. But uh, I promised I will not copy any of his man tricks. Not, uh, that's the last one, I promise. It's not like anyone's going to listen to this anyway, so who really cares? But yeah, I've took a very long break. Um, you know, I, I started a new job back in 2019 uh, in a completely new field, and it's uh, it's been tough learning. Um, you know, it, it's it's not necessarily a tough job, but you know, it's something that I've literally never done before. So it was it was I've you know relearning how to ride a bike or something. So I was focusing a lot on that and I was just getting, you know, I was getting stressed just trying to, I was starting a podcast and trying to keep it weekly and that never happened. Uh, we'll see if I can keep it weekly again after this, but, um, you know, just a lot of, a lot of just focusing on my personal life and focusing on the job, just decided, you know, I need to take a break from this. Um, cause realistically, I don't know how many people are actually going to listen to this. This is just, you know, this is just a fun little hobby for me to vent and, and do my own thing. So, but you know, I've been getting back at it. I've been making some, I've been making some videos. Uh, I, I made a little halo skit with a couple of my buddies, uh, Dr. Booster, um, Alex, that, that is a regular on the show and his brother, Matt, we, we made a pretty, pretty funny video. I, I think it's funny. I, I mean, it's uh, people on Reddit didn't take it very well. I think, you know, titling the video or the video, a halo COVID-19 was probably an, an immediate downvote for a lot of people on the subreddit. <laughs> and I think maybe 60 people watched it on my YouTube channel. Uh, but at the same time, you know, it was, I had a fun time doing it. You know, I get a, I get a laugh every time I watch it. So, you know, it's like George Lucas making Star Wars. Be, you know, he didn't really care if anyone watched it. He just wanted to he just wanted to make something that he wanted to watch. And he knew that, you know, if he made that, that there would be other people that would make. And if it was successful, that other people would make it. And then he'd have stuff to watch in that genre. It was kind of my thing. You know, I've always thought about that with any creative project that I've done. You know, it's it's something that I wanted to, uh, wanted to do, something I wanted to watch. So I did it and I was really proud of it. I still am very proud of it. 
uh, now, you know, today I was messing with it again. I had recorded some destiny Two gameplay of the red war campaign before they took it, uh, before they, you know, Disney vaulted it, I guess is, is how they're, how they're doing that. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's completely weird to me, but whatever. I don't run Bungie. Uh, but you know, I ran through that campaign. Um, I actually, you know, it's, it's kind of funny. I, I had to finagle it a little bit because I was using my main hunter at the time to do it. And for some reason it wouldn't, because well, there's no real way until this, this new terminal system that they, I man, I haven't played destiny in a year, but they had vaulted everything and added a terminal to the main tower where I guess eventually you'll be able to go back and play all the campaigns. But you know, at the time they didn't. So I don't know if it's in there or not now. Um, but there was no way to go back to some of the earlier campaigns. So what I did was actually deleted my, uh, warlock because I hardly ever played the warlock anyway and made a brand new hunter and dressed him up the same way as my uh, as my main so like the first three or four episodes is my low level new character that I made <laughs> look like my my old character just for uh, you know consistency sake you know uh because with some of the cutscenes, you have your helmet off and it shows your armor and stuff and i wanted some sort of consistency throughout the episode so that's why i did that um and then probably the fourth or fifth episode i think is when it's back to my main character and you can kind of tell when because i go from using uh you know regular weapons to using the sunshot and a bunch of and ace of spades once i unlock that too um but yeah, so, but that was an interesting uh, long play that I did too, where I uh, just wanted to do like a slower th- uh, th- uh, thematic, I guess, the or theatrical style, slower gameplay, um, no commentary. So it's almost like taking in the Red War campaign as if it was a movie or or some sort of long series, you know. I figured that would be a good way to log it, you know, in case whenever they do inevitably release it back to the, ter- you know, to that terminal at the tower, who knows how much different it'll be. And I figured this would be a good way to catalog what the experience was before everything changed, you know, before they brought back the Cosmodrome and and brought back the Destiny 1 intro, essentially. Um just to see, just to show what Destiny 2 was before all that changed. Because me personally, I loved the beginning of Destiny 2 and the Red War campaign um, is still honestly my favorite campaign that has been released. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people disagree with that uh, ever since Force, uh, ever since Forsaken came out. <clears throat> Uh, but yeah, and I love Forsaken too. It's, I mean, it's my second favorite campaign easily. It's a fantastic campaign, uh, fantastic story, but there's just something about the red war campaign that the story was, I don't know. It was very epic, um, very epic to me. And it, it captured a lot of what I thought destiny two was, you know, a lot of the spirit, um, 
And then just the, the story was well written. The cutscenes were fantastic. You know, the, the main antagonist, the big the big guy with the big giant armor, you know, he was mean and menacing and, you know, deep gravelly voice. I can't remember his name for the life of me. Uh, Yeah, this is what happens when you start talking off the cuff and you don't prepare anything because you don't remember the names of shit. So. But man, I can't remember what his name was anyway. I figured, you know, it was my favorite story. I wanted I wanted to catalog it in a way again for me, you know, it was something that I wanted to do, wanted to do because I knew it was something that I would go back and watch eventually. Um, but yeah, I, I did that. And I finally I did that a long time ago, probably a couple months before they vaulted everything. And I just had it sitting. I had the videos edited and ready to or ready to produce and everything. And I just never did it. And here the past couple of weeks, I'm I'm like, man, I'm getting that creative bug again and I need to do shit. So, and, you know, I finished editing that Halo COVID-19 skit. Um, I worked on or I finally uploaded the first episode of the Red War Legacy campaign um, onto my YouTube channel. And now I'm doing this and I'm I'm nine minutes in and I'm genuinely surprised that I still have something to talk about. But uh, yeah, that's where I've been. And I'm hoping, you know, if there is anyone still listening or if there ever was anyone listening, I want to I want to get back into doing this, you know, either weekly, semi-weekly. Maybe I'll do something different where I'll do some of these solo sessions every other week. And then in between those, I'll do like a like a group session with uh, with Alex again. You know, just so I'm not, you know, because he's got his own YouTube channel and he's doing streams and stuff for that. And, you know, I don't want to take from that. But, you know, on the other side of it, too, I, I have he's one of my favorite people to talk to about video games. You know, it's because we can we we have we have a lot of similarities and stuff that we like, but we also, you know, we, we do have quite a bit of differences, too. But it's fun to debate him with it because it's. It's always in it's always in good fun and it's it's it always comes from a from a good from a good spot. So I, I feel like I feel comfortable giving it my, you know, giving someone like that my video game opinions because some of them are pretty crazy. Like like our episode about, you know, ranking the the Halo campaigns, which my God, I feel like I got tr- <laughs> drugged through drug through the battlefield on that one after we recorded it because I had Halo 4's campaign so high on my list. But it's <laughs> it's stu- it's stuff like that where, you know, I en- I enjoy having those conversations with someone like him because, you know, we can have those differences but still have a real solid fun conversation about it and not be at each other's throats at the end of it, which I feel like with some people it's really hard to do. Some people are so passionate about their about their side or they're so passionate about their purchase that it almost feels like they have to justify their shit in order, you know, to make them feel good about wh- what they like or what they bought. So it's like you have to, you know, because their opinion is different from yours, yours isn't good enough because it's not what they like. And that drives me up a freaking wall. And 
you know, with someone like that, someone like Alex, it's not like that. So I, so hopefully I can get back into the role of this and I'll do some of these solo sessions, you know, every other week I'll get him on, you know, the weeks, every other week after that. So hopefully there's some sort of content every week and it'll, you know, kind of shake things up a bit. And then, you know, solo sessions like this, I can just vent my frustration or just sit here and bullshit and look at the timer. I'm like, God, I've got I've only got, I've got 12 minutes, 12 and a half minutes. I've got to think of something else to talk about. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Oh, you know, perfect timing for this. The uh, first flight test for Halo Infinite comes out on Thursday, uh, Thursday, July 28th. Depending on when this goes up, this may or may or may not be uploaded before. But I was selected for the first round of testing, so I'm super stoked about that. Um, I think it's going to be primarily bot focused, which is okay. You know, bots is a new feature for the series, which I love that a lot of these, you know, a lot of or some of these games are incorporating bots like Halo Infinite and Battlefield 2042 are both games that I'm like 100% stoked for. Those are probably my only two titles for this year that I'm that I'm excited for apart from the uh, Series X patch for Witcher 3 that comes out later this year. Uh, but yeah, they're both adding bots to their games, which is such an incredible opportunity to and uh, opportunity to create longevity for their game. You know, one of the biggest things, one of my favorite games shooters that I've played was Battlefield 4. And, you know, apart from Halo, obviously, I, I it's weird that I talk about favorite shooters and I hardly ever mention Halo. But because Halo is so ingrained with my life because I, I grew up on that game, you know, I play I play that game so much every year that I don't even think about it in some of these conversations sometimes for my favorite shooters, because it's it's like it's a part of it. It's so much a part of my life that it's so regular to me that I don't think about it. And I know that makes no sense, but someone out there that will listen to this will understand what I'm talking about. And that's OK. Um, I lost my train of thought there. Cause I got really close up to the mic and like turned it into an ASMR session. Um, shit. Where was, where was I going with that? Oh God. Oh yeah. Longevity in games, but it's such a great thing because one of the things that you, um, let's see here. Yeah. So one of the main things about, uh, you know, some of these shooters is once they've hit their prime, you know, the numbers drop off, but then you have some, you still have some hardcore players that love the game, you know, that, that love the game and play it just to have fun at that point. And you lose a lot of that because the, you know, the, all the players move on to the next thing. I mean, you've got call of duty that, has annual releases or has had annual releases for years at this point. I mean, imagine there in, and then you had like battlefield four that had its run and then they had hardline and, you know, up until recent, 
Battlefield 4 was pretty, I would say, pretty dormant on consoles. I mean, uh, PC is a whole different, whole different can of worms that I am not very, uh, I am not very versed on because I'm not much of a PC player. Uh, but in terms of consoles, you know, um, God, I lost my thought again. I really should have wrote this shit down before I started. But in terms of consoles with those shooter games, you know, it's really hard to, especially with these games that are starting to turn always online. And, uh, you know, once the, once the crowd is passed, the game dies, which sucks because some of these games are really good. And, some of the games that aren't as good, I feel like could have benefited from something like bots. Like for instance, Battlefield Hardline for me. And the, again, another controversial opinion and uh, coming out of my mouth. Uh, I really, really like Hardline quite a bit. And I think it gets a bad rap because of how, because it was the game that came after Battlefield four. And that is such a tough game to release after probably one of the best battlefield games up until that point. You know, you had bad company one, you have bad company two, which people's to this, that which people to this day still say is one of the best battlefield games. You had battlefield three that showcased the frostbite engine and completely, you know, it took battlefield to that next level where people were having legitimate conversations of it being, you know, in competition with Call of Duty at the time. And then then you have Battlefield 4 that just completely took the multiplayer to a whole new level. And it did a lot of good things, but it also did some bad things as well. Um, but for a lot of people, Battlefield 4, including myself, is one of the best Battlefield games to come out still, um, you know, un- until 2042, depending on how how that plays out. But so far it looks good. But then you have Halo or then you have Hardline that comes out. Oh man, I think it came out. So I think Battlefield 4 Battlefield 4 came out. They had and they had a year after where they had their expansion pass releases. And then I think Hardline came out like the year towards the end of the year after that. So it was, it was probably a solid two years after battlefield four, which is not terrible. You know, it's not a terrible timeline, but with the battlefield pass or, you know, with the battle pass, having all the expansions, you had people playing battlefield, including me right up until hardline came out. So, you know, everyone's fresh off of battlefield four, And then all of a sudden you get this game that is about cops and robbers, (laughs) like which by itself is a, I mean, is an awesome concept and they did a lot of really cool things. And honestly, like I said, it's still one of my favorite games that's completely underrated that was hindered by its release date. And, um, I think a game like that, would benefit super well with bots because it didn't get the love that it deserved. But for the people that would still play it, if they had an opportunity to still experience the full 64 player lobbies in the chaoticness of a battlefield game, 
You know, it's like, okay, clearly this didn't work with the, with the general crowd. Let's have bots. That way people that are still playing, it can have the full battlefield experience. That game would, that game would benefit from it very well. And I think, you know, 2042 having that option now and then Halo Infinite as well, which I was so surprised when I heard that um, because Battlefield 2042, it was a surprise. It was a welcome surprise, but I kind of expected it because of their work with Battlefront 2. You know, the development of Battlefront 2 towards its very end still is one of the best Cinderella stories for a video game. I think it really... I think their dedication to making Battlefield uh, Battlefront 2 the best version of that game it could be um and them investing in it and completely losing money on that game. I guarantee they lost so much money on the post production of that game because of how it released initially and for them to stick with it and 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 release all these all these features and then test and then you know release bots to play in these games so you still get that full experience like that was an amazing feature and i kept telling myself and i told alex because alex plays battlefield or battlefront 2 still as well like we were we had conversations like the next battlefield is gonna have this feature it's got to like i mean it makes total sense to keep the light you know keep the lobbies full to to give players that experience. And I was so happy when they announced it for 2042, because that, that's such a perfect addition to, you know, especially with battlefield, you know, the way that those servers always work, um, you know, people leave after the match because those matches are so long, but especially with those matches that are completely one sided, you know, the entire opposing team that just gets their shit kicked in just, uh, leaves and then you're stuck waiting for minutes for the lobby to to refill so you can play another game and when you have a game as old as battlefield 4 that will take forever um so it's really it's it was really a smart move on their part to do that and then to add the creative the portal creative mode or whatever that is like they just they basically they it's it's like they were working to make a battlefield love letter to the community and then just went out of their way to do something completely off the wall <laughs> it's like oh man dice is you know i don't want to put all my eggs in one basket already but from i will say the way that they are marketing this game and the stuff they're promising, the stuff that's coming out from influencers, stuff like that, like they're doing a solid job marketing this game. And it makes me want to be so hyped for this game. And it's so hard to and it's so hard to let myself get hyped because of EA's past. But their marketing Dice's marketing for this game is Man, they're doing a fantastic job. And then on the flip side of that, you have Halo Infinite, which, you know, Halo 5 was, uh, I guess, depending on how you look at it, was a failure. You know, in terms of an IP like Halo, the game was a failure. I But if this game was 
something it was named something completely different or was not associated with Halo at all. I think it'd be a relatively successful game. Like it just depends on how you look at the game and I would say how long of a Halo fan you've been because older fans like myself expect different things from Halo and Halo 5 just didn't really deliver that. Did it have a fun multiplayer? Yes, it had a very fun multiplayer. But when I went into that game, I never once thought I was playing a Halo game. I thought I was just playing some, you know, generic space shooter with my friends that, you know, had fun gameplay. And that's really what it was. You know, it's not I know that sounds terrible, but that's really what Halo 5 was. You know, I it, for me, it had a very throwaway story up until the very end. Um, but, you know, Chief getting hunted down. Uh, I don't know. It, it, the story didn't sit well with me. And then, like, here's the thing. I don't even remember half the names of the people that were... <laughs> <laughs> that were fi- that were going after him. Halo 5 is the only campaign out of the series that I played once. I played every single other campaign multiple times, and that includes 4 because I do personally like 4's campaign quite a bit. The story in that game for me is fantastic. It it hits a it hits a lot of things. You know, it feels very, you know, it's 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 Halo it's Chief and Cortana. You know, the entire story. And for me, it was it was really cool and it kind of helped build that relationship even more because we knew what that relationship was to begin with. And then the very end, they just completely take a heart or a knife to your heart and they stab you and then they twist it and rip it down and then take your heart out and throw it away. <laughs> like they just, That's that the story for that game hits so hard. And then you have a story like Halo five where it where you you miss that you completely miss that uh that that dynamic of chief and cortana and then you have this guy that has some that has some spartan team that's going to hunt master chief like you're telling me that all the years of of dedicated sacrifice that he had for the UNSC and all the stuff all the the stuff that he's done for them that, that, you know, the, the wars that he's won by himself for the UNSC. And now all of a sudden they're going to send, they're going to send, uh, some Spartan squad after him. Like I get if he, if they thought that he was off the wall or, or he was a deserter or whatever, you know, whatever. But, the story makes no sense whatsoever when you think of the grand scheme of Master Chief's entire story arc up until that point. It makes no sense. And then you have <laughs> then you have this terrible fight scene at the very end uh, with that guy in chief where I don't know, it just it didn't seem like a, a very well choreographed you know, fight. I would expect Master Chief to completely whoop that guy's ass. And that guy should have got a punch in once. And he did. And like, I remember watching that fight. I was like, well, this is this is like two old men fighting, like two old men fighting in slow motion. You know, like the chief should be freaking Undertaker. And 
like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's like, uh, it was, it was just a terrible story. It was awful. Um, I did not like that story. I did not like that campaign one bit. Um, and yeah, that, that, that was it. But then you have, oh man, I went on that tangent again, but going back to infinite, you know, they're doing a lot of really good things. And it really seems like they're they're This game is again, a love letter to the fans. You know, they've done a lot of great work with master with the master chief collection over the years. And they've done so much to that game to like properly, you know, um, to properly, I can't think of the word, uh, catalog there we go properly catalog the halo franchise and did it in a way that they they did it the right way i think you know halo was is the reason microsoft is where it's at to today honestly i mean of course you have gears of war but you know you have but you know gears of war i think was fable i think you have a lot of really solid microsoft ips but Halo is where it's is brought micro, is brought Xbox where it is today, um, in my opinion. And they did the right thing by putting all those resources towards the Master Chief Collection to make that collection as good as it is today, because that game is going to be timeless now. I mean, regardless of you know however many Xboxes there are, or if it's just going to go to a you know uh just a, an app like a steam type app which i think is going to happen but you ha- but now you have this cataloged amazing experience that lets people go and experience what made xbox it is you know what it is and it's you get these new generations that get to experience that and and get to feel that same you know that same adrenaline rush of of you know, driving through, uh, you know, a destroyed ship in a warthog and, and, uh, you know, playing the arbiter and, and, and all this other, you, you get all these people get all these experiences now for years down the line because of how well they did this. And infinite is the, is the, the aftermath of the master chief collection. They took every, it's like they took everything they learned. They listened to their community. They realized they took that data, realized what people wanted and created halo infinite. Said this is the data that we've taken from master chief collection all these years. And this is a game that we made for you guys. And this game looks fantastic. It's got, you know, it's, it's also got that bot play, which I think will be a really good thing long term. You get to, you get people just like they said. You get people that you can go in there, you can train against these bots, and that way the bear, you know, the the uh, jump into multiplayer won't be as jarring. Um, but yeah, I mean, the multiplayer looked great today. They they did a they did a the first showcase I think of a full length four v four Slayer match which looked really good. Um, it, I could already tell they did some, they did some changes from the initial gameplay release. Um, like the, uh, the shield break is not this, uh, obnoxious yellow 
explosion now, um, which I thought was a little overdone. Uh, but it's now it's weird now, though. It's it's red. It's like a red hue. And depending on where your shots land, it makes it, it kind of makes that spot in the body more defined. So like if you're shooting someone, if you're hitting headshots on someone, they're part of the shield will actually it'll show you where you're hitting them so you can i so i i'm assuming so you can adjust your shots which is a really cool aspect of it and honestly the shield didn't look overdone you know looks like they pulled back that they kind of pulled back that animation a little bit um they they changed the color of it which i think was a nice change um i do i do kind of miss the 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 shield break of the older games a little bit but it's one of those things where I, you know, I, I see where they're going with this gameplay change and I'm okay with it. It looks good. Uh, the movement, you know, and this was another point of contention between me and Alex as well. Um, you know, we both agreed that this, you know, Halo Infinite needs to feel like Halo. It needs to have, you know, the movement needs to have weight. You know, Master Chief and Spartans, they're big people. They are giant heavy people designed to fight covenant like to like that's what they're designed to do so they should they should have some weight thrown around whenever they they move they jump whatever they do whatever they do it should feel like there's weight to it and you know i think just from watching that gameplay uh infinite does a really good job of that and they also modernized that movement. You know, they still kept the sprint, which the sprint didn't look like it was overdone. You know, it, it didn't really seem like it gave you too much of a competitive advantage either, which I think was really nice. You know, um, they had the, the mantling system is back, which I think is, I think is a smart move. You know, it's, it's one thing to, to evolve the movement. It's another thing entirely to take things out. And I think that was a smart move to keep it because that movement, in my opinion, doesn't really affect much of the gameplay. It it helps you. you know, every game has some sort of mantling mechanic to climb up things. It's like it's ingrained in your system now. So if you're playing a game that doesn't have it, it feels jarring that you can't hit that ledge because a hundred other games is so their movement is so smooth. You can jump on that ledge. You know, Battlefield has a fantastic movement system. And Halo needed an upgrade. It really did. You know, it, their movement isn't bad whatsoever. And I think the Master Chief Collection proves that. But in order to evolve the gameplay, I think the I think the movement is a nice change and it doesn't seem overdone. They do have a slide mechanic, though, which I could have done with or without the slide mechanic. It doesn't really bother me much. But just watching the gameplay a little bit, I was not crazy about the cooldown for the slide. the The guy that we that we were watching play was like sprint slide, sprint slide, sprint slide around corners, and was like going from sprint to slide immediately. And I'm not crazy about that. And I I'd be willing to bet that that will be one of the first things that is critiqued and adjusted is adding some sort of delayed uh, cooldown to the slide mechanic. Um, at least I hope so. I, I, I genuinely think that that is something that will help 
or that that will be changed. Um, but yeah, the gameplay looked solid. Uh, the time to kill didn't look um, didn't look too bad. I got I got Halo 2 anniversary vibes from the gameplay. Honestly, um, just with, you know, some evolved movement mechanics, it, it felt it felt fast but not too fast. I, I, I think it, it felt like a, just from watching it, it felt like a solid, a solid, uh, time to kill. Like it, it didn't seem overly fast. Um, the equipment that they showcased, I thought looked pretty cool. It was, uh, looked like a cross between or a mixture of, um, Halo three equipment and, um, Halo reach equipment because you pick it, you can pick up the equipment and uh use the equipment but you can also lose the equipment if you don't use it so if you die so if you pick up a a cloak device and you don't use it someone else can kill you and pick up that cloak device which i think is you know it's kind of risk versus reward uh one of my favorite things that i saw was precision weapons were a a battlefield pickup uh, or an arena pickup, map pickup, whatever you call it, which I think is fantastic. I, I like that the default loadout is an assault rifle pistol because one thing I love Halo three, Halo three is one of my favorite multiplayers easily, you know, reach is up there too. Um, I love all the Halo games. What am I saying? But one thing I hated was that Halo, th- the, the battle rifle was, was like a, a like was like a default loadout option, and I hated that because the battle rifle is such a powerful weapon, and some people are so good with it that it really puts a lot of players at a disadvantage. And I like that they they kept with that going into Infinite. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be you know precision game types like there are Master Chief, and that's totally fine. But I think for generic default Slayer precision weapons should be a battle pickup, which is nice. Um, what was the other thing I saw? Um, there was one other thing and I can't remember. Oh, assassinations. They said that assassinations will not be in the game at release, which is totally fine. You know, I, I like, the, I, I really do like the assassinations quite a bit. You know, uh, halo five had, some, I will admit had some pretty dope assassination, um, types that you could pick, uh, you know, building off that Halo Reach assassination. And I, I, they said that it's something that they're, they're working on and planning on release or releasing after the release of the game, which I think is fair. Um, and the way that they explained it, they wanted to add it in a way that was still beneficial to gameplay. And I really appreciate them saying that because one of the big things about those assassinations again, is very risk reward. Like, I mean, they're so cool to look at, but people can kill you in the middle of them and it puts you in a very vulnerable spot. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it, it looks like it's really awesome. I, like I said, I've was lucky enough to be part of the first flight test. I'm still waiting on the email to, uh, give me more information on, uh, downloading the, the, test and playing it because it goes from Thursday until Sunday, I believe. So we have a lot of time to play. Um, so I'm super stoked about that, man. 
we're at 40 minutes. I can't believe I did this by myself. I talk for 40 minutes by myself. If any of you are listening at this point, anyone, if you are listening at this point, I am so sorry for wasting your time. I am really sorry. My voice is, is going out. I, I've been trying to drink water. It's not working at all. Um, any final thoughts? It was, it was really nice and therapeutic to do this. And, you know, I haven't done this in a very long time. Um, clearly I, cause I keep hitting the mic with everything, I keep hitting the, the desk. Um, but yeah, I haven't done this in a really long time. It feels so nice to get back into it. So hopefully, you know, I can, I can continue to be in this mindset to, to deliver this consistently and hopefully build up a big, you know, a decently sized fan base that enjoys listening to this sort of thing. You know, one of my, one of my goals that I've always thought with doing, you know, the podcast and doing the YouTube channel, stuff like that. You know, I've always thought it'd be really cool to build a following and then, you know, do like streaming stuff like that where the money just goes to donations, like kind of like a games done quick thing, but it's just more frequent, you know, I, cause I, I feel like with my job, I, I feel pretty, pretty comfortable right now, you know? So it's not like I'm in a hurry for money. So I figured, you know, if, if I could ever get this hobby up and going, I'd love to get it to a point where I have a following that we can just, you know, when we donate, we do stuff like that. We donate to good causes and, and, uh, I don't know. And then just have fun doing it. Just a super fun time, whatever. Okay. I don't have anything else. Thank you for listening. This was episode. I already forgot again. Um, episode 14 pixel beast. Uh, hopefully this will be up sometime this week. I'll maybe I'll try to get it up tomorrow and, uh, I'll, I'll try to get it uploaded tomorrow and yeah, try to have these weekly every other week. Next week will probably be a solo session again till I can get, um, I can talk with Alex and figure up a, figure up a good schedule that'd work for him too. But yeah, thanks for listening. This will be up on iTunes and then it'll be up on YouTube soon after. Uh, But yeah, take it easy, guys. Peace.